You're listening to the All In Podcast with your hosts, Shane and Blake, giving you a new perspective on the dental industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And welcome to the All In Podcast. Podcast brings you a new perspective on so many things and every once in a while, dentistry. I'm your host, Shane McElroy, and I'm so glad you're tuning in today. You know why? Because you don't have to hear just me ramble on. Now you get to hear me ramble on with a guest. And it's been way too long since I had a re- you know any, any guest on the last few episodes. So really excited for this one. Um, I actually met this person like almost exactly 18 months ago, right before the shutdown at the Bulletproof Dental Practice Summit. Uh, which is led by Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak. And it's really like the business of dentistry. And what was cool was this person was actually, you know, lecturing on stage on, and I'm, you guys know I'm a marketing nerd. And so anything that's going on with marketing, I like to learn and know about it. And it was one of the best marketing lectures as a whole, but I'd never heard a somebody so deep dive into YouTube and video marketing and the, and telling a story and having the strategy and the flow of, of the communication, moving somebody through a path to get to, to a practice. Right. And so been trying to do this for a while. We've had tons of conflicts and scheduling mainly because of me, uh, being <laughs> busy, but I am so glad to welcome Mr. Nathan French to the podcast. How are you, buddy? Good. Jim. Good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, dude, my pleasure, man. Um, I could I could have hired you as a consultant, had to pay a bunch of money. Instead, I'm going to get all that for free by having you on my podcast, which is half the reason I do it. Beautiful, <laughs> so, beautiful. Let's get into it. I'm excited. Yeah, buddy. So, all right. What's the name of your company? Let's start there. And what do you guys do there? Sure. So, I run an advertising agency. It's called Attention Driven Marketing. Um, we specialize in doing video marketing for, we only work with dentists, so video marketing for dentists. And then we do the production, um, of the videos. So we, we go out, we do the shoot, we, you know, take the footage, we put it together and then we run, then we have like a distribution team that runs targeted advertising campaigns on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And now we're actually going to be taking the audio from, um, a lot of what we do with, a lot of the interviews we get, and we're going to be running um, ads on podcasting platforms. Well, hey, so. if you want dozens and dozens of listeners <laughs> that are dentists and and people in the dental industry that probably wouldn't drive any new patients, I'm your freaking guy, bro. <laughs> I could use that. Um, no, it's interesting, man, because like I think a lot of people hear marketing companies, right? They they don't really understand like there's full service marketing, but rarely are they they good at everything or great at everything. You know, there's, there's a few out there, but those are usually incredibly expensive, right? They're usually good. We do websites and they do the other stuff kind of cause they have to, right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Or it's a nice, it's a nice add on. It's a nice like little, Hey, yeah. we'll, we'll manage your website. And then for 500 bucks a month, we'll also like check in on your Google ads for a little bit or, we'll, but that's we'll what it is. It's, it's and update your, yeah. We'll pop in and update your Google, my business page once every three months and just make sure it doesn't fall apart. And you can, yeah, which may be a great value for somebody depending on the scenario. But in my experience, when you're really trying to focus, like, you know, I've dealt with Facebook and Instagram and a little bit with YouTube, not a ton, um, and Google AdWords and stuff. But 
you could go so deep and be so such an expert on any one of those, right? Um, yeah. At such a high level that totally. to to know everything, well, that's not even that's not even realistic or possible. But most the average person doesn't realize that. They're like marketing is marketing. It's like saying SEO, but like that covers God knows what nowadays, right? Like it uh, could be a billion. So things. much, yeah. You got to get into backlinking, and then there's yeah, the content creation, and yeah, bomb pages, and all these things. Just and that's just one part of Wait, SEO. what's a bomb so, page. Yeah. Uh, it's like a page you is. create. That's like a, a specific page for like let's say we'll keep it within dentistry. If you wanted to create something specific to your veneers offering, it would be a, a separate page off of your main site. So that'd be like you know, johnsmithdentistry.com backslash or forward slash veneers landing page or whatever. It's like a landing page, but it's just, it's a page that's filled with content and filled with information and stuff with different keywords related to that service. And it has a lot of backlinks and links with it. It's just like this long page that kind of becomes, gotcha. it's all about indexing. And I'm, I'm really speaking out of my depth here. There's going to be someone who's really familiar with SEO. It's like, that guy's totally wrong. And they're going to be probably right. <laughs> Plus it changes weekly, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you guys are focused. What I like about it, it's video. It's stories. Like Mm -hmm. that's the core Mm -hmm. of it, right? The content Mm -hmm. is the core. Yeah, the majority of what we do is storytelling marketing. So we really focus on telling the stories of the patients who come into the practice. And this is something we kind of found. um, You mentioned Peter Bolden. Um, He was kind of the first dentist that I started working with probably three, three and a half years ago. And I just was working with him kind of as a freelance contractor coming in doing some Facebook, Instagram ad stuff for him. And he and I were just kind of always testing different ad formats, different ad campaigns. And we always noticed that whenever we just put stuff about the patients out there, that always got the best response. It always got the most engagement. It always got the most comments and likes and shares. And so we just kind of kept refining that process. And now we really just focus on, you know, we just, we want to tell the patient's story. You know, we were, we were kind of chatting about it before I hopped on or we hopped, we hopped on the um, call here and it's dentists and dentistry as a whole really has a bad image. People from the outside looking in who aren't, yeah, you know, they're usually really afraid of them, <laughs> terrified. It's too expensive. Um, I had a bad experience. You're going to cause me pain. I mean, I've flown around the country and back again you know, over the past 18 months interviewing people. And this theme comes up time and time and time again. Yeah, I put it off for years. Why did you come in? Well, I didn't really go to the dentist for years because I was afraid and I didn't want to go in. I had a bad experience. And and, and so what we kind of realized was the best way to crack that or to kind of, you know, I guess, cool the, the ice, if you will, or melt the ice or just kind of warm people up to dentistry was to just show these stories in these videos and say, hey, it's not about us. Don't worry about us this is Catherine and here's what Catherine had and here's what she was going through and here's how we helped her. And if you're in a similar place, we'd love to help you too. And then we kind of got to a point where we, you know, through targeted ad campaigns realized we could set up these sequences where you Shane wouldn't just see one video, you'd see Catherine's video. And then we'd set up ad campaigns. So you'd see like nine other videos too. So then you're just really, you know, it's almost impossible for you to not have some type of one an awareness or kind of an idea of what the practice is, but also probably a positive image of, wow, these people really seem to be helping a lot of different people and doing good things. And these dentists don't seem so bad. And so that's kind of, well, when they hear the actual story from the patient where it's like, cause I always had this, this thought and, and kind of foresight in the full arch game, right? Like doctors talk about the procedure many times, like, the average doctor will talk about the procedure and they could be amazing at the procedure. 
the patient doesn't really care about the procedure. The patient cares about, well, I want, I have a perfect smile for the, my son's wedding pictures now. Right. Or totally. I have the confidence to date again. And it's the story behind that. It's the emotional, not necessarily the logical reasons, right? Cause fear is not logical either in many scenarios, but it controls us. So why would it be logical to make move away, shift away from that fear? Right. Um, yeah, no, and dentists think that it's be, and because people who are dentists and people who are in dentistry, a lot of them love dentistry. You know, they love the practice and the art of crafting smiles. Sure. And so they, they really nerd out on it and they're really into, you know, their veneers process and they're all on four. And then you have the marketing process. nerd dentist like Peter Bolden. I hope you're hearing this. <laughs> I know he listens to every episode. <laughs> what up, Pete? What's up, Pete? But, um, but, you know, like you said, that's not what the patient's interested in. You know, dentists really aren't in the teeth business. They're in the connection business. They're in the confidence business. They're in the business of giving people, you know, the ability to, to really feel comfortable in their own skin again. And that's the core of what people are, are really interested in. So that's what we try to capture in these stories as we talk about, you know, so like, tell me a little about like where you were from, what, what was going on, what brought yeah. you in. And, and these people really open up and you realize, I mean, how life changing dentistry really is like I had no idea until I started working with dentists and conducting these interviews I had no idea at just how life-changing it was for people to not be able to smile or not feel comfortable with their teeth or not be able to eat or trust their teeth when they're eating and to then be able to do those things it, it, it's I don't think there's anything more transformative than that I really can't think of a cosmetic oh, yeah. procedure that you could go through. I mean, maybe if you're given legs or arms or prosthetics or things like that. But I mean, that you think about like not smiling, like I've seen, I've noticed it now as I kind of have been working in the space for a bit and I see people don't smile and you can tell it just holds them back physically. Like they're, and those people actually enjoyed in. COVID wearing a mask all the time. I mean, legitimately totally. was their way totally. to escape and be in public at the same time. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And they usually hide themselves. The analogy I usually use with doctors. In this scenario, I'm like, all right, like Nathan, do you like to travel? Right. Everybody yeah. always says yes. Right. But is that true? Right. Is that true? So you, you like to go to the airport and park a mile away and pay a hundred dollars <laughs> for that parking and also pay God awful amount for the flight. And then you have to wait in line, go through security. And then you got uh, somebody got to take a COVID test before yeah, you go. You, you got to take do a COVID, COVID test. test before you get to the airport. You uh, get in the plane and you got a big fella sitting next to you who's halfway in your seat, right? Because they jam us all in. And then he's also hacking up on you and refusing to wear a mask, whatever, right? Like, oh, then you, you know, you may get sick. Oh, the plane <laughs> broke down, right? Um, but it's all worth it when you get to wherever that destination is, right? So you need to know what their destination is. People don't like to travel. People like to vacation and, and get it to that destination. So why is everybody talking... And, and doctors always talk about the process or the traveling, which is actually not the fun part, the cost, the, the, you know, lost time, the annoyance when really they just want to be where they want to be. Right. Like my, the end goal. And that, and kind of when I've seen your stuff and the stuff that you're doing with Pete and other doctors, like, that's what I see is like, you're telling the story of, of the destination, like where you're at right now. And then the destination, right? Because if the destination is not worth it, well, you're not going to spend the time, trouble, energy and money to get there. Right. Like, and I think that's what gives, you, what I noticed you do really well. It gives it also. Thank you. And I agree with everything you said. I also think it gives people a reference point where they can see themselves in someone else. So when you're going, yes. for these, especially for these, you know, these big, like 
major procedures, there's not, not everyone's going to relate to that. Not everyone is no. going to have bad teeth or need a full smile makeover or have these degenerative, like, you know, um, genetic diseases that attack your gums or your teeth and, yep. and make it so you need to have a full re- restoration. That's going to be a small subset of the population. So when you share one of these stories and these people talk about these specific fears and, um, you know, just things that they had that held them back and you share that and it's not about you, that's what people will connect with. They won't connect with a dentist who's really talking about dentistry and who's so excited about dentistry and who wants to talk about their special in-house offer that they're putting out all this stuff. They won't connect with that person, but they will be able to see themselves and say, hey, I'm exactly like Shane. I felt the exact same way. I went through the exact same thing. And maybe if these guys helped him, they can help me too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. There's different types of marketing. There's like at that point, right? Like why is Google AdWords so expensive now? Well, because sure. there's intent, right? Like I have already researched this, I've done this. Now I'm really looking like I'm very close to buying or whatever. It's a product service, whatever. But the real difficult part, like where it really takes talent and the proper story and the proper distribution of that story and communication is demand generation, right? I don't even realize there was a solution to the problem that I have, right? So I wasn't actually researching it. Um, would you say that's kind of the core of your business is demand generation more so than just like point of sale really is what I think of Google AdWords or is there some combination to it? There's some combination. I think there's definitely demand generation. I think there's definitely, um, we're, 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 we're creating awareness. I mean, we're, the name of our company is attention driven. So we're capturing attention and creating awareness for these practices so that people are, familiar with who they are. They know about the practice. I mean, we don't just put the patients on camera. We'll have the doctors on camera. So they know who the doctors are. They get a chance to hear the intonation of their voice, see them up on camera, see what they look like, get at least somewhat of a feel for who they are. So there's that element to it. But yeah, then there's definitely demand generation because I think a lot of people, most people who, it depends on what type of what type of service you're selling. If you're just looking for a a run of the mill procedure, you just want a cleaning or you're looking for a family dentist and you're just, you're you're shopping around. I think these videos work as just because they, they paint the dentist in a positive light. I always call it, I say we do cool guy in the bar marketing. We're not the guy going up to every girl being like, Hey, 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 what's up? Give me your number. Give me your number. Give me your number. Hey, it's a numbers game, like, bro. It worked for me eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we're just the cool guy in the bar just telling stories and chatting with people. And we're just playing it cool. And everyone's just going to come to us and chat with us. And yeah, if it works, you know, we're not, we're not really, you know, getting too aggressive. There's a, um, there's so, a great. So I, I think it's more awareness and relationship at that point. Awareness more so and relationship. demand generation. That sounds almost but, too brute. Yeah, but there is there is an element of demand generation in terms of we're cre- like we're showing like you said we're showing what it could be to people. So there's people out there who know they need these who know they need a new smile, who know they need to go into the dentist and get these serious issues fixed and they're just afraid and they're not going in to get it done. And so we're in a way we are creating demand generation because we're showing them what the end result could look like. Like, look, this person is so happy. They're so thrilled. They came in for free to do a testimonial. You know, they sat with us while we filmed them. We created this three minute video. Like it's, it, this is what it could be like. And we get so many, the, the, the cool thing is, is we, it's, it's really easy because we get so many powerful testimonials. You know, if, yeah. if this were any, I honestly couldn't, there's very few industries where I can imagine this working as well, because like I said, it's just incredible the the change that people go through and how adamant they are. I've talked to people who've taken out mortgages, 
you know, for 20 or second mortgages on their house who've taken out loans from the bank and every single one of them is like, I wish I would have done it five years ago. I can't yeah. tell you how much better I feel. I can't tell you the difference in how oh, people yeah. respond to me and how I respond to other people. This is the most, this is the biggest thing I've done in the last 10 years. And so they see that. And that I think kind of generates that demand inside of people who see it. Cause they're like, Hey, I want that too. You know what? I'm not waiting anymore. She's they're They're, they're telling me, they're showing me I could have this too. Yeah. So it's like, I see myself as that person. That could be me, right? They're putting themselves exactly. in that role. So and exactly. there's my solution. And I, I think that's why it's always important to have different variations, right? You want different ages, different genders, different races, honestly, like different demographics across it, if you totally. can, right? Totally. Um, yeah, 100%. I want to do a little, I want to be pretend, um, this is where I'm going to get all my free consulting here. I'm going to prefer cool. 10, and for everybody listening, that I am a, you know, myself a practicing clinician and I wanting, you know, we'll pick the easy spot that everybody seems to want to grow because they're both profitable, right? Uh, both these. I want to grow my dental implant business and or clear aligner business. Like that's where I really want to focus this. Um, and and I've called you, Nathan. You've, you've got, I'm sure there's a process you go through with like, you know, their goals, their expectations, you know, everything they want to hit. I'm, I'm just assuming that, but I, I, you're a pretty thorough guy. <laughs> Creating stories. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of it. So where would you start? Like, because let's let's say we've had our discussions. We've hit. Here's the procedures. Here's kind of my goals. Okay, I've decided that we're going to move forward. Now let's start with content creation. What is the process like? Do you have a systematic process of kind of the story layout and what you're going to tell? Like, how does that work? Right, you're coming to my practice, my patients. How, yeah, how would yeah. you set that up? So, well, I'm going to take it another step back because I'll, I would be upfront with you and say I don't work with everyone. What we do is a pretty niche, high-level type of marketing, and it only works with this. With, I don't. I don't want to say that. How about this? Not every practice is created equal. Not every office is created equal, and every practice. You know, Pete and I always talk about this. There's different life cycles for where dentists start with their practices, and some. Sure. You know, they, I would tell them, "Hey, like, what what does your landing page look like? Where are you sending people? What's your intake process look like when people call in? How are you handling these leads? What?" Um, you know, what, what do you talk what, what do you offer in terms of, do you have like an in-house payment? Plug? Very like good point, over- by the way, I want to highlight this. You could throw all the, the money in the world at marketing. You could have a billion leads, but if you don't have an intake for that, a proper one, not just the front desk who's doing insurance and all this in a, in a flow and how you're going to drive that patient through, then you're wasting money, right? Yeah. You're just blowing, you know, like that, that, those are important things. So you, you, you ask them these questions, I would go over and see, what it looks like in terms of um, me getting the treatment. So are you competitive? What are the reasons that, you know, let, let's say clear aligners, someone should come to you for clear aligners rather than go directly to Smile Direct Club or Invisalign. And we'd go over kind of like what you offer, um, kind of creating some competitive advantages. I've worked with a lot of dentists who are now doing their own in-house plans where yep. they actually circumvent dental insurance altogether and they're like, Hey, you can pay us this month a year and you get, yeah, I you know and you, it's, it's great. When they explained it to me, I was like, why doesn't everyone do this? This is I, genius. You can, you I know, was talking to bro, ADD moment. I was talking to somebody the other day. I'm like, if you had a big enough practice, right. Or a group of practices and there was some giant, you know, corporation there that had like thousands of employees. Why wouldn't you just say, Hey, I'm giving you discounted rates and it costs you nothing. And this is what you offer your, you know, it's the same fees they would pay if they had insurance, you know, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Side note. Sorry to distract. Or, or like I've talked to 
some of my clients and one of them were like, yeah, so we offer it's this. And I was actually telling two of my friends who were in the area. I was out in Boston visiting a client and I have two friends who live out there. And they were like, yeah, I don't have dental insurance or my, my insurance in the States running up in another couple of years. He's, a, he's an entrepreneur as well. He's starting his own business. I'm looking for mm-hmm. a plan. I was like, hey, man, actually, my client who I was just visiting has this in-house plan. You pay like X number of dollars a year. I think it was like five, six hundred dollars a year, maybe even less. You get two cleanings, um, one set of x-rays, this, this and this, you know, anything else on top of that, like additional credit, they recommend you get a 15 percent discount off the top. You should check it out. He's like, yeah. 100% it's the same like, why, thing. Why, why, why wouldn't I do that? It's the same Dental thing. insurance not- is, is like coupons and discounting plans. It is not real insurance. Yeah. That's the funny part, it's, man. It's, it's hilarious. But so to, to answer your question and come back, I would go through and, and identify like what their differentiators are in the market and kind of go through that. And then honestly, we do some internal research. So once you would sign the contract, we'd start working with you. We use a service. I'll put it out there for free because I'm all about giving value to people. It's called TubeBuddy. It's an extension that you can add on to your YouTube channel and you can actually go in and search through TubeBuddy and see. So I could type in Invisalign, I could type in veneers, I could type in clear liners and TubeBuddy will go through and scour all of YouTube and it will categorically show me what are you know the most viewed videos, what are videos that are getting the most Oh, comments. nice. So again, it gives you an idea of like, all right, what is grabbing people's attention? You know? Exactly. And so we just let the market tell us like, what are people, so what are people searching for? What are they watching? What are they interested in? And then we'll go back to, um, we'll go back to the clients and we'll say, Hey, here's what we're seeing, you know, is really capturing people's attention. We think we should create these videos for services like that, such as uh, let's keep with the clear liners because it's something that's really purely, purely, purely cosmetic. It's, I mean, all sure. dentistry at your level is cosmetic, but this is really like, it's not like you're in pain or you can't smile. Exactly. And not like it's you just, just have a, you know, need a root canal and you're just dying. Exactly. Right now. You, you really, I think we found it works. Oops, sorry. I hit my little Siri button there. Um, it, it works best when you, uh, when you, you focus on information, providing information and informing people about, hey, here's some frequently asked questions. Hey, here's what, you know, this will look like. Here's what the process looks like. And then we always would, when we go out to the shoot, we'd always ask them, say, hey, try to find two or three people who've gone through the process and let's just talk to them and see see what it looks like. And then that kind of always um, different. It, it, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different when we go out and do the interviews because that's kind of something where I let whoever I'm talking to dictate the flow of what the video is going to be about. So for example, the same, same practice. You follow their story instead of trying to like steer it. Exactly. Like it's open. Like I will ask open ended questions, say what brought you in here? And this woman just started talking and she started talking about how all her kids had braces and she put them all through orthodontics and she had never really wanted her smile, but it was so important for her to, you know, make sure her kids had a nice smile and, and she really wanted to, to, to get that for them. And then the, they got through it. And this is what she said. And I'll never forget it because I, I was like, this is the hook. This is the headline to the ad. She's like, I decided I'm going to invest in myself. And I was like, boom, yep. that's it. That's, that's the it. story. I guarantee there's another mother of four out there in her early to mid 40s yep. who's going to look at that video and say, yeah, me too. I want to invest in myself. I gave all my kids these beautiful smiles. I want one too. And that's the story. And that's kind of how we leverage the stories. So they'll see the story and then we'll put them in an advertising sequence or a funnel where afterwards then they'll see, hey, here's a video going over five frequently asked questions about Invisalign. Here's another story of a different person who got Invisalign. And we'll kind of keep We'll keep the practice front front of their mind. You know, we'll keep them in their attention so they're always kind of getting this exposure. And it's 
it, it's cool because with these these ad platforms, you can set frequency caps on how often people see ads. So I can set. An oh, ad so you can't like piss. Like I hate if they don't do that because then I get the same ad, and I hate that company now or totally. person or whatever, as opposed totally. to like have any interest at all. And then we're not the cool guy in the bar, right? The cool guy in yeah, the bar doesn't the, you, do that. You're cool. me hitting on every chick. Right? <laughs> exactly. Now you're just coming up and trying to keep being the cool guy in the bar and it's not working. <laughs> so we set frequency caps. So you'll only see those two or three videos, you know, once or twice in a 21 day or 30 day period. So it's just, we're putting it out there. We're letting you know, we're creating awareness and really, I don't know. I would like to talk with people. I, I haven't really connected with too many other dental marketing companies, but I've run conversion ads through Google ad, like Google search ads, Google AdWords, where you, you know, you're, you're paying for clicks and you're trying to get conversions yeah. and you can directly, you know, look and say, okay, because we ran this ad, this many people clicked, this many people gave us a phone call, this many people scheduled an appointment. We can track all that. And I think that those ads are valuable. We've, we've run some of those ad campaigns for clients. We do that as a one-off service for some of our clients who ask them. So I'm not saying people shouldn't do that. But as a whole, I just don't see dentistry, especially like higher level cosmetic procedures as being like a very linear purchasing process. Like it is not like me with my new sweatpants where like I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see these sweatpants and I think they're really yeah, cool. Yeah, they ain't $20 purchases are cool. And they're $20 yeah. and I click on it and I go through it. And I'm like, ah, oh, 20 bucks, I'll buy it. Cool, whatever. And I buy it and it's done. And it's like click, click, boom. Yep. I think for, you know, it's much more like they have to get familiar with you. They kind of have to warm up to who you are as a person, what your practice is like. They want to feel comfortable. I mean, beyond, you know, the cost and just the fear of the dentist, there is a real fear from people that dentists will mess up. They're like, I don't want, I did not, I was terrified oh, really? it would look natural or that I'm terrified they'll give me, I can't tell you the number of times I've heard people say they're going to give me this something about married chick with teeth. And so I wow. think there's that element of trying to make people, that. trying to make people feel comfortable. Like, Hey, this guy's really, he's a, he's a good dentist or she's a good dentist. They know what they're doing. They're, they're and that, and that coming from a, a, a real person and, and expressing that in a real way, not a scripted way is exactly. genuine. And so now that person's an expert. Because they've been validated by this person who's like me, a real person, and in, in speaking to me like I am another person, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now and they're doing it in a way that we like. We like to hear stories. That's how we love to consume information. I would much rather hear- Only for the last, here. I don't know, thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, 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 all we, it's, it's how we're conditioned to consume information. So it, it, it really seems, for me, it's just like a no-brainer. Like, this is how everyone should be advertising. Everyone I talk to, I'm like, yeah, this is how you should be doing it. Like, why don't you just do it this way? As long as you do good work and you're a good dentist and you offer quality service, like, what do you have to fear? Like, yeah. What's, what's, what's holding you up, you know? No, for sure. So, but so that's the entire like content creation process, right? I want to do some other stuff here. Like, so you've created the content, you created the story and we, and you, we heard your methodology, real patients speak in a real format, open-ended, right? So it's genuine and, and their experience. And, and I want to drop those one more journeys, here. right? Yeah, please. I want to drop one more nugget here for anyone who's listening, who wants to do this and doesn't want to work with us. Or we really focus on a dual narrative. So Take it back to the bar analogy. If you and I are telling a story and we're going back and forth, that story is going to be more dynamic than if it's just if it's just one person talking, then it's just a testimonial and a review. If it's the patient talking and then the doctor comes in and interjects and says, yeah, 
you know, when Catherine came in, you could tell she was just, she was really held back. She didn't smile a ton. She's a beautiful girl, but she just really, you could tell she wasn't necessarily real, real confident in her smile. And she talked to us about how she didn't like this and didn't like that. And so we kind of worked with her about putting together a plan. Boom, back to Catherine. Yeah, I came in. And so a dual narrative we think is really important because that it's patient centric, but it also provides yeah. an opportunity to get the doctors on camera too. So people can see them. And see them in a way that I makes like them that seem dual like, yeah, narrative. Like a friendly, nice person who's helping out. Who's, it's who's a real person. It's not people. like a, a just so, letters. Okay, but, exactly. So no, we're going through. We're going through. So we go through the content creation. You were going to ask me a question before I, I rudely interrupt. No, no, no. I, I'm <laughs> rude. <laughs> meeting Nathan French. If you ever get any spending time with him, he is the exact opposite of rude. That's for damn sure. We had a great time at that meeting. Um, Are. Yeah. As far as video performance and like, and this is obviously a dynamic thing changes over time, right? You were talking about, all right, you focus on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and we're going to set podcasts to the side because I'm interested to ask a little bit there. So let's say YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram and Facebook owns Instagram um, and Google owns YouTube, right? So for your, like if it's your money, right, you're invested in this practice and your money and you've got the content ready where, when, why for each platform and like how much are you putting in like percentage wise? Like if you have a, a let's just use a hundred dollars. Like we know that's not enough. Right. But like just 50 of it go to YouTube. Yeah, we'll, we'll use a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably do 60, 20, 20 YouTube, 60, 20 Facebook, 20 Instagram. I just, and there's why? a couple of reasons for that. Well, one, I think YouTube is, it's just more, it, it's just, it's a video platform. So if you're going to be running video ads, it's just, it's, it, it fits seamlessly in there because people are already on there watching videos. So they just, you know, it pops up in their, in their feed. There's a lot of different ways to run ads. You can either pop it up in their suggested videos. You can have the videos inserted so that it shows up, you know, in between videos or as they're watching a video. Um, it's just a seamless way to get the content in front of people. Sure. I also think it's a much better platform for targeting because what a lot of people don't know is because Google owns YouTube, when you run ads on YouTube, you can use Google's search history yeah. to target people. So it's much more it's much more targeted than I would say. And you know, Google Facebook knows everything about everyone. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. And so you can use that. So it's much more targeted. So I'm not just sending these ads out to some random. I mean, I see it with myself. The ads that I get targeted with on YouTube are much more relevant to me than they are to the, than the ads that I see on my Facebook or Instagram feeds. Like yeah, you're right. 10 times more relevant. Like they are, I get ads that are targeted specifically for agency owners looking for a system to help them document their processes for remote workers. Like that's how granular it gets. Well, and I'm like, that is, is exactly what I'm looking for. Like, wow, thank you. I'll watch this, you know? We've all heard about the restrictions on Facebook, right? Like mm -hmm. you cannot target nearly as effectively as you could even a year ago, even totally. five years ago. Yeah, they're like they're taking some real licks, man. The new changes that rolled out with the iOS updates where, you know, people can opt out of having their data track. Yeah. It, it affects, it affects YouTube and Google as well. But see, YouTube and Google kind of have a different ecosystem because people are going to Google to search. So Google, you know, once you That's go there and true. search. They don't search on Facebook really often. Yeah, yeah. Right. So they're just always kind of continuing to, to gather this data, whereas Facebook was kind of like. And that is dependent. data there. Handing over, right? 
Totally. And they were, Facebook was always dependent on this pixel data. So they would have, you know, their big thing when they first launched, you know, back 2016, 17, 18 was install this pixel code on your site. And then we'll, you know, we'll help you to remarket to people. We'll be able to tell you who's visiting your site. You know, if they get to add the add to cart page, if they get to the initiate checkout page, you know, what, what page on their sites, on your site they visit and, Oh yeah, we're going to keep all that data for ourselves too. And so then for like Airbnb, for example, let's say someone goes to Airbnb's site and types in Nashville and they get to a place in Nashville that they're going to check out. Well, Airbnb can remarket to that person and show them those same places that they, they were looking at at a discounted yeah. rate and, and maybe they'll opt in. But Facebook could also take that data and then they could then put that person into an advertising bucket labeled Nashville or labeled country music or labeled gotcha. whatever here and now that they can't get that data now that that's not as open to them because of these ios changes it's really taken a hit on the efficacy of what of their targeting so we still use it I, I still believe in it i still know a lot of people who spend a ton of time on facebook and instagram i look at it as tv i just want to get as many eyeballs on these videos as possible so it's like brand awareness then yeah else. exactly i would still get the videos out there and i would still use them but i would definitely say if for my money i think the future is youtube i think that um it's well, as well known as it is, when I talk to a lot of marketing, and I talk to tons of people in marketing, different agencies, you know, different companies, whatever. But like, that was why I was so interested in your lecture, even a year and a half ago. And I would have thought I'd see even more people really focused on YouTube. I'm still not seeing it from the agencies. And I don't really get why, other than they've just done what they've done and they're comfortable and they don't really want to change. It. No one but, wants to do video production. I'll tell you right now that is. If I had oh, to give you like, suck. I'll, yeah, I just. I mean, if I was going to tell you like an honest to goodness thing, like from my agency, and I'm, we'll just keep it real, Shane, because this this is yeah, fun. Dude. The video production is the biggest headache when it comes to me managing my what, what, It's not fun scheduling random patients, scheduling doctors, totally. making sure that everything's coordinated totally. properly. Flying out for the shoot, coordinating with videographers, getting the gear, renting equipment that we don't have, you yeah. know, spending two days shooting, organizing the footage, uploading it, sorting it, getting it to editors, having Dang, them edit it. It's the worst to you know, make okay hey uh, this doesn't work we gotta move this clip here you know we'll go shoot like we're i'm working now on editing and finishing videos and we've already finished a bunch but we're still going through video footage that we shot in june and we'll be going through it well into november people have no clue especially video editing like pete gave me great advice he goes we don't edit shit for our podcast and i used to edit every episode every um and like now and then i stopped and i'm like oh this is way better this makes yeah. it not as stressful but video totally. editing bro that is, yeah. I've done like little gimmicky stuff, not real stuff like you're doing. And the transition has to be perfect. Like everything has to be perfect to make sure the story comes across. And then you, effective videos have to, can't be long. Most of them, they got to be shorter, right? You know, and that's even you gotta harder. Pick. You got to parse through the footage. What's the most authentic representation of this person's story? How can we cut this? What's the best flow? So it's really, it's a, there's a, a huge front load investment. And I don't think a lot of agencies, one, really want to deal with it more no. than have the know-how to deal with it. And two, I think with YouTube, I mean, if you're going to get into YouTube ads and you're really going to dive into that, you have to be committed. You have to have a YouTube link for every video that you want to promote. So every video that you want to run on a YouTube yep. ad needs to be uploaded to YouTube. So you need the video content. I mean, this is a big reason, like when we work with people, we say, hey, you have to sign up to commit to us for a minimum of 10 videos 
will go upwards of 30. But like, if you're not committed to the video package, we're not going to do any ads for you because we're not going to just do this. If you guys don't have any content, it, it, it's, it, they have to go hand in hand. Well, that's, that's it, right? Everything's well, I could just mark it, but what are you showing? Right. You're talking about, you're talking about the distribution, but distribution mm-hmm. of what, right? Exactly. Like, and you have yeah. to have the story, the content, the product, whatever it is. Right. Um, Otherwise, marketing's again worthless. And then you have to have what you do really well is you create this like uh, journey too that leads them along too, which is incredible. And then the part that yeah, we kind of mentioned before is like, all right, now you've got the interest, the relationship. Do you do you have the process down of like how do you answer the phone? How do you respond? You know, um, and what would you guide people there? So you, we've got your process down, which the platforms you prefer, but. Do you send them to Bulletproof Summit? Is that what you send them to on that portion of it? <laughs> yeah, when it comes to that stuff, I'm a little bit out of my depth. I just know about that because I've worked with enough practices to, to sure. see the difference in how people track where patients come from, how people handle new patient intakes. You could just you can walk into a building and kind of feel the vibe for a practice oh, yeah. really quickly. And so I, I just that that's something more that we internally look for just because we want to make sure we, we don't want to, you know, have people sign up to work with us and not feel fulfilled. We want it to be a successful partnership on both ends. And that really, that I mean, that we have to pick them and they have to pick us. They have to, you know, vibe with what we're doing. And we have to look at their practice and say, hey, you're a good practice. You're doing good work. You meet certain standards in terms of the quality of care and dentistry that you're offering. And you have certain systems and processes set up so that you're ready you know, if I had 5, 10, 15, 20 people influx in and say, hey, I'm ready for this, this, and this, you can handle it and you won't be overwhelmed. And, and you Good know. Good point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially, or the best thing to do is what I see a lot of is people hire like former implant reps or, or implant reps or maybe a hygienist or somebody who, hey, I've got kids. I want to be at home who has hey. a cell phone that's that's different from their personal and can answer after hours because turns out I would assume most people are watching YouTube videos. Well, some people watch it during work, uh, but more than likely it's after hours, right? It's yeah. not that it's not during the nine to five. I would assume, I would assume it's early in the morning calls, late in the evening calls, stuff like that. So you yeah. probably have to find somebody to incentivize them to want to answer the phone and, and have a real conversation, not a sorry, hold, hold while I take this person's and I'm on the other line with the insurance company, right? Like you definitely don't want that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a problem. And it's, it's not just dentistry. Like this is, it's basic stuff, but it has to be trained. Like I, I went to go to an IT company. I need to have someone come check out my computer and called a couple places. One, one place like, yeah, I'll put a ticket into the team and, and have you have them, you know, We'll, we'll, we'll have them call you back. And then she just took down my number. Didn't even take down my name. That was cool. And then I had, I called another place and she like talked to me and she's like, what are you looking for? Yeah, let me get, and she like took some notes and she said this and this. And then she explained to me, she's like, yeah, we typically don't do that. But I think if we ask one of the owners, they might be able to help you out. And then she took my name, she took my number. She gave me an expected time from their coming back. She's like, yeah, he's working right now and he's in meeting till one, but he'll probably call you back around one thirty. Does that work for you? And I was like, yeah, that actually works perfect. I'm, I'm going into a meeting right now. I'll be out at one. And you know, it was just a completely different experience. So it's, it, it matters, but um, I don't know. These dentists, don't, they know all this stuff. They, we don't need to waste their time. That is not true. This. Most of you don't know any of it. Don't let Nathan's <laughs> being nice. And you know it's true, right? <laughs> um, the, I have no problem saying because they will eventually admit it. 
I, I want to get into the, the podcast stuff. So you're kind of diving into that now, like podcast ads, because yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting. And, you know, I don't know that much about podcast advertising stuff. And here's why you have to have a lot and a lot, a lot of you, uh, listeners. <laughs> so people actually want to pay you to put their message on your podcast. Hasn't been an issue for me, but <laughs> when you're doing this, I mean, how are you defining where your market's going to be? Like, what are some of the costs relative? And you don't have to say exact cost, but like, like their rates for like a, a 30 second ad there versus like, getting somebody to watch a video for 30 seconds on YouTube or Facebook or IG is that less, more, all that stuff. Like, so how do you find the, your demographic you're looking for? And then kind of what's the ROI? Like what's the cost as well? I could, yeah, the ROI is really hard because we're, we're just getting into this shame. This is a brand yeah. new venture for us. This is something where, um, we're, we're kind of, we just realized that, um, because we have all these interviews, we were just talking, I was like, what could we do? What can we do? And we were thinking we're like podcasts. I was like, that's where every, like we're attention driven. We're all about getting people's attention. All of my friends' attention is on podcasts. Not all of them use Facebook, not all of them use Instagram, not all of them use YouTube, but across the board, every single person I know who's between the ages of 22 to 65 is listening to some sort of a podcast. And we oh, have yeah. all this video footage. What if we just strip the audio and we create these short audio ads just using some really impactful clips from an interview and we create a cool audio ad? So there's there's different ways to run it. Um, I would say so one platform is called AudioGo. Uh, that's more of a general platform. Um, I think they place ads. It's kind of like um, like what's it called? Uh, native ads for Google ads yeah. where they, they have like a, a network of podcasting. You know, yeah. And they know the demographics for each one. Demographics. So yeah. you go in and you kind of select, Hey, I'm going to target um, this area, this age group. And then they have some interests or things that are identified. I think they probably just pull that based off the podcast they're listening to. So for example, if someone's listening to this podcast, they're more than likely a dentist or in the dentist. My mom space definitely is. She's my, she's my number one fan. So Hey mom. <laughs> Biggest fan. Yeah. Um, and so then you can just run ads like that. There's Spotify has their own advertising platform. Yeah. We haven't run ads on there or looked into it, but I would imagine that's very similar to YouTube, whereas you could probably target people for specific podcasts. Like, obviously I think like, like you said, well, like dude, the and Spotify, weeks, like, by the like, way, are, is crushing it. That Joe Rogan deal they made worked. <laughs> like, Huge. It really yeah. hurt Apple podcasts bad. Yeah, no, it's, um, so there, it depends. I don't know, like for Joe Rogan's podcast, like for example, I don't know oh, if you or I could bid to have ads shown <laughs> on that when people are listening to it, or if he's got a deal like, like Tim Ferriss does, where they kind of vet and have their own sponsors that come in and sponsor it. He's got but both, I'm, bro. He's got both. Does he really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I believe this is true and this is how it's working now. Cause now you, what you're seeing is the ones that pop up, like it's not part of the recording, right? Like it, it segments it. Right. And those get totally. skipped yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. what you're seeing is the ones he still gets it. So Spotify, I believe makes that money, but the money he makes is the ones he does still inside of his own. So you're seeing like both now one okay. that are like okay. built inside podcasts. So you'll see that a lot where they actually read the ad themselves. And it's part of the whole recording versus like cropping, like it jumps in and it's just, and it's just an ad targeting yeah, yeah. I've heard that on some of them. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the next, the next I think, frontier for advertising. And it's just, I, I don't know, for us, it's a perfect, like, it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just a perfect new venture because we already have all the footage, right? That's the yeah, beauty you've got of the content audio creating. and video. 
right? If you, once you get video, once you get this content, there's so many different ways to use it. Like you could get TV, crop it into like 800 pieces huh. of content, you know, 800 pieces of content, strip it. And you got audio ads. If you do an informational video about Invisalign or veneers, strip that audio, send it to rev.com, have them transcribe it. There's your blog post. There's the first draft of a blog oh, yeah. post for your website. You know, there's so many different ways and video is great because then you really, there's nothing left behind. You have everything for the video you want to make. You could, you could strip the audio to create audio ads. You can strip the audio, transcribe it and have a blog post, you know, nothing, no stone is left unturned. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to come back in six months from now once we really get this up and running and I have more insights into what we're doing and tell you everything. Yeah, I we'll do that. Because I'm really um, interested in that. Podcast ads. Yeah, totally. Podcast and then Alexa is one that like I'm still trying to wrap my mind around, but I see that as like, I mean, it, she's listening to everything I do all the time and like know. <laughs> and my kids and everybody, but like, no, <laughs> the best dentist in my town locally for this procedure, like that's next right. level right there, you know? Right. Yeah. I wonder what, when, the, like, let's follow up in six months and see if that's, you've kind of dove in that, that area too. Cause like, I'd love it. when, when somebody figures that shit out, dude, <laughs> like at a very, very high level, and maybe they already have and just manipulate so we don't realize it. <laughs> and they're just that, that would good at it. But man, I think that that's going to be the next, that's my guess. We'll see. I'll probably yeah. get wrong. We'll check back. I, I think it's, I think it's already happening. Like I think when you allow apps, so like when people use like the messenger app or um, WhatsApp or yeah. um, these different Facebook owned entities and they allow them to use their microphone, I'm pretty sure, and don't quote me on this, but then Facebook is has access to whatever they, whatever you say, and they can use that for That's creating crazy. a data profile. I'm pretty sure. Don't don't quote me on this. I don't want to get in trouble for wait till I wait till we get. I wouldn't be surprised. Neuralink, and we're all just linked up and hive mining it, dude. It's gonna be crazy. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about targeted ads. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, honestly, man, I usually shoot for 30 minutes for these things, but I was so interested that we definitely went over. But that's a great thing. So we will do a part two to this in a few months, just to see you know, how the audio stuff's doing, what else has changed, right? Your focus. But before we wrap, like if somebody wants to talk to you and I got to say, man, Nathan is like one of the best conversationalists. I didn't expect, you know, some marketing people, you, you think of them as like loud, boisterous, hitting on every person at the bar, kind of like me. Um, but Nathan, I, you're truly one of the coolest, most transparent, genuine people like uh, that I've truly ever met. Like, I mean that. I had, I was telling my wife about you when I got back from the conference, I was like, Dude, I met this guy named Nathan. He was he's this and that and this and this. It was like so like truly an awesome dude, genuine, um, completely selfless. And I don't you'll hear other podcasts. I don't say that shit very often. So um, I really appreciate that. It's it's just the truth. But to have that, you know, that type of person also running your your targeted marketing in like super high quality and the honesty to say, hey, we're not the right fit for you if they're if you're not, that's a big deal. So if somebody was interested in working with you or even exploring if maybe it would be a fit, how would they get a hold of you? So they can shoot me an email. My email is Nathan at attentiondriven.com. Uh, they could also visit our website. So that's attentiondriven.com. Um, there's a contact form on the homepage. They can just you know browse through. There's examples of all the different videos that we've created up there. There's um, an about page that kind of goes over the, the genesis of why we do what we do. 
Um, they can listen to my speech from the Bulletproof Summit this year. Um, that's just got got put up there so they could kind of go through. I know. I was bummed I couldn't um, make it this year. Yeah. Um, and they can, they can just reach out to us through there and then we'll get back to them. Um, and those are probably the two two best ways to reach out to me for, for anything, you know, dentistry, nice. video marketing related. Last uh, last question. Are you are you going to be at the next Bulletproof? I think it's in June in Nashville next year. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Hell yeah. I will see you there. It's already on my calendar. Cool. Uh, let's set some time aside, have some drinks and hang out, bro. Love it. Love it. Let's do that before then. But like, that's a definite date, right? You got to come <laughs> so, down to Mexico, man. That's That's got to be the plan, right? Well, let's get through some more COVID stuff. <laughs> if I'm just being honest with you, bro. But uh, dude, thanks for coming on, man. It's, it's long time coming. I wish we could have done this before, but I'm so glad it worked out. Um, and uh, guys, we'll catch you on the next All In Podcast. Thanks for listening to the All In Podcast. See you next time.